0: It's the kind of game that if you're a casual hockey fan, it's why you love the sport. And it's also the kind of hockey game that if you're a Nashville Predators fan, makes you run towards the nearest liquor cabinet. The Predators have a wild win over the Vancouver Canucks. We'll break that down. Plus, plus, minus from the past week of Preds hockey, coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast.
1: Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast that's available on all platforms and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime.
1: You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I am a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com.
0: And today's show is being sponsored by the sound effect, the losing horn from The Prices Right, the bum, bum, ba, bum, bum who have signed on to be the official sound effect of any Bo Horvat shootout attempt from here on out. Uh, any shootout attempt, no matter what happens, will always be preceded by the bump, bump, bump,
1: bump,
0: Which, yeah. yeah, seemed to be pretty fitting for how that game ended for the Vancouver Canucks perspective, I guess.
1: Yeah, this was I don't even know what happened. That was 65 minutes of what in the ever loving flag nog is going yeah. on here, yeah. you know, and and the ending such a perfect cherry on top of a what the flag nog kind of game.
0: Yeah, uh, it felt like this was like a Ted Lasso produced Nashville Predators game. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah, <laughs> you, have to, you have to have that little bit of everybody hates each other. Uh, every it's everything's in disarray, and then like just at the end, just at the wildest way, you find ways to win the game.
1: Yeah, this that was exactly it. And look, here's what's real, friends. Nobody thought this was gonna be a game that the Nashville Predators found a way to win until well into the third period, because the predators were down three-nothing after the first. The predators were down two-nothing after four minutes. So not ideal. Uh, Jordan Gross got the Predators back in it and they went into take a minute and just feel the karma of this. They went into the third period down three to one. What is it about three to one in the third period with the Nashville Predators so far? Now, turned out okay. Predators tied it up, went to overtime. That was a whole thing. That was five minutes of utter chaos. Um, the Predators had possession most of the time, which was kind of nice, um, but which nothing wild happened. If,
0: it's wild if you look at the shot chart and be like, <laughs> wait, the Predators had possession for most of this like third period?
1: It was. This game was literally... It, it was the snow globe that you shake up and just chaos everywhere. And then a shootout that was just as bizarre as the whole 65 minutes before it. Y'all, this, like... You got your money's worth from this game unless you were a Vancouver Canucks fan. But, like, Nashville, it was excruciating. It was, wait a minute, wait a minute. It was, no, it was, oh, it was, "Eh." it was, oh, my gosh, it was, huh? And then it was a 4-3 shootout win.
0: I, I don't, I don't know how to describe this game. I'm Glad <laughs> it's not the morning after, so we don't have to do yeah. like one word. Uh, there is no only, one word. I can only imagine what that process would be like to figure out this game. But you know what? It's crazy. Like the Predators, nowhere near played their best hockey of the season. No. It was, I mean, uh, I think by the end of it, Vancouver, yeah, Vancouver outshot the Predators forty-five to thirty uh Ouch. which that's a whole thing mm-hmm. but at the same time and don't we have to give Nashville like a little bit of credit for finding a way to win this game like like we talk about like like the identity of the Nashville Predators is like against all odds like finding ways to win not necessarily do it the pretty way but just find ways to like grit out random wins and steal points and you can't say they didn't do that against the Canucks.
1: <laughs> you they can't. They yeah. found a way to win. It was a win. Um, there would be, if there were style points in hockey, the Nashville Predators would be negative seven for how most of this game played out. But I do agree with you. And and it's funny because I wonder if some in the Predated, Predators fan base are almost frustrated that the Predators got a win because they really... T- I mean, they really did play poorly most of the time. But again, it's an 82-game season. And the bottom line is, if you walk out of an arena with two points, you've done something right. And for all of the things that went wrong in the game against Vancouver, the Predators did enough right to eke out a win. And, and like you said, this was like a claw it out by you know the blood under your fingernails, scraping your way back into it. That was this kind of game. But in some ways for me, it's almost more reassuring because one of the things that I've really been concerned about as I've watched the Predators is this whole mental resiliency thing. And I think, look, if you can go into the locker room after that first disaster of a period, and find a way to kind of regroup, keep focused, continue to do what you need to do to claw your way back in a game and and eventually get a shootout win. That's reassuring to me, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess there's definitely going to be a lot of people that are like, you know, oh, the and I've seen this take before. It's like wins like these are just going to encourage David Poyle or John Hines to stick with what they're going to do and not address any of the problems or anything like that. And I, I mean, I don't think you either of them are looking at this game or the Edmonton game and being like, oh, yeah, like, yay, look at, like, we right. came back. And I, I don't think they're going to be looking at that. And being like, yeah, this is this is exactly the way we drew it up. I think they're going to know their shortcoming. I mean, the Predators definitely 100 have a lot of stuff that they need to fix. Like, let's get that straight right now. Sure. But at of the course. same time, I mean, these are these are two points. Like, two points. Remember, two points wound up being the difference last year between the Predators making the playoffs and missing the playoffs. And so, wins like these. I would rather sit here and talk about the Predators winning a game that they had no business winning than losing a game that they should have won, which happened a lot last season. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to give some level of praise for them Mm -hmm. to find a way to win this with with the most random assortment of heroes, which we're going to talk about (laughs) plus minus, and UC Soros. Let's talk about UC Soros Mm -hmm. too, because that was – uh, i mean i i thought he was gonna get pulled like after, I did too after that second goal like he or at the end of the first intermission like he looked bad like those were some bad goals and then yeah like as that after that second goal he kind of settled in he gave up that power play goal at the end of the uh end of the first period but was lights out the rest of the way i mean what can you say about a 42 save performance?
1: Yeah, this was not, the ending of this game was certainly not the same as the start of this game. And the start of this game for UC Saros was extremely concerning because the first goal that they scored was one of those goals that you think even at Ford Ice Center, you're going to see a goalie make that save. Like it just, it was a really bad, and here's the thing. UC Saros knows that he knows he let one, he let one in and it wasn't great. He immediately then, you know, within the first four minutes got scored on again on a rebound. Um, so it was a really rough start, but like you said, I mean, UC Saros was peppered in that first period. The Predators kind of clawed their way back in, in the second, the third period, they finally got the shot advantage, but Soros did such a great job down the stretch shutting it down. I mean, he had what five, there were five power plays uh, for Vancouver. They scored on the one in the first period, never got another goal in. And it sure was not for lack of trying because there were power plays that the Canucks ended up with three, four, five, six shots on net and UC Saros just was having none of it. So Kudos to Saros for being able to do what I have to imagine are some serious mental gymnastics to turn the, you know, just to kind of turn off that rough start and focus on what's coming. And he ended up having, you know, a really strong game down the stretch, especially I thought he looked great in the shootout when the puck actually got to him that yeah. part
0: <laughs> yeah i mean still, still a little bit of work to do on his end and uh you know our, yeah. our friend brian Paston actually has an article coming out soon about uc saros and his kind of slow starts to mm-hmm. seasons and it does seem like the past couple performances at least um you know maybe he's finding ways to kind of dig himself out that that third that could be the turning point, that Vancouver game, the mm-hmm. way he kind of played lights out down the stretch. Like maybe that's uh, that's what kind of gets him going. Uh, some other players we want to highlight, a few unsung heroes for the Nashville Predators over the past couple weeks. We're going to talk about them coming up in this week's Plus Minus. But first, want to mention today's show is brought to you by Simply Safe. Do you know that over the holidays – uh, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season here is why people absolutely love simply safe it was named the best home security system of 2022 by u.s news and world report for a third year in a row in an emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from simply safe to capture critical evidence and verify if a threat is real so you can get priority police response Months. The 24 7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. And with the top rated Simply Safe app, you stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. You can arm or disarm, unlock for guests, access your cameras, or just adjust your settings. So don't miss your chance to save big. On the only security system we recommend here at Locked On Predators. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system. Get simplysafe.com slash URL today. This is the biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com/lockedonnhl. locked on NHL. Locked on NHL. There's simply no safe like Simply Safe. All right, and it's time to get to our plus minus. You guys know how this works. We give pluses to the Nashville Predators players or things that deserve some kudos from this past week. And minuses to a few things we want to see improved. And lead us off with a plus.
1: Okay. So I am going to give a plus to two players. I'm going to combine it. I'm going to combine a plus. This is a package deal plus to two players that I did not anticipating plussing, at least at this point in the season. And that goes to Milwaukee Admirals call ups, Jordan Gross and Mark Jankowski. Now, I would not have thought at this point in the season, the players getting the pluses, you know, I would have thought, you know, do Yossi, Soros, because, you know, these are our big guys playing big. Jordan Gross and Mark Jankowski came up from Milwaukee, you know, from a, admirals team that's 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 cooking with some grease to a predators team that's kind of just still trying to gain their traction and they were able to jump in and contribute right away mark jankowski had a goal against the calgary flames jordan gross two goals um in the vancouver game and here's what i want to give a plus especially to jordan gross for because the uh second goal that uh vancouver scored was on a turnover that he had in the offensive zone. And it was one of those plays that was just not terrific. And that can mess with you. That can mess with the player. And he was really able to, I'm certain, feel frustrated about it and then move on and get his first two NHL goals against the Vancouver Canucks. So Jordan Gross, A, great job on the goals, B, great job staying in it, staying focused. And Mark Jankowski, this is a player who almost made the roster out of training camp um and really proved why John Hines has had his eye on him for a while and you know so like let's hear it for the guys where we have to double check how you spell their names way to go two two points
0: in two games for Jankowski and then two Mm -hmm. goals for Jordan Gross and to your point on Jordan Gross that first period he played was bad to the point that a lot of people were like like, uh, OK, where's uh, where's Dante Fabro back in the lineup or, you know, they were doing yeah, Alexander
1: Carrier. Yeah, yeah,
0: they were doing that whole thing where it was like, uh, um, OK, like you, you sent Cody Glass to the healthy scratch land for performances like this. Where's Jordan Gross? Jordan Gross played his way out of it. Like yes. he went back there after a couple of rough performances and absolutely went in and then wound up basically kind of being the spark plug that won the game for the Nashville predators. I mean, he brought the Preds back in it with a couple of good offensive plays and some good defensive plays yes. down the stretch too. So John Hines, if you're listening, thank you for giving Jordan gross yeah. the opportunity to kind of play himself out of the bad start. Thank you for that. And please explain why you won't do that for <laughs> other players on the Preds roster because I'm very confused right now about what is happening. But yeah, hey, I guess I guess credit. Credit where it's yeah.
1: due. All right, uh, be a hop optimist here. Give us give us your plus from the week. Give us a good plus from the week. I am going to give a shout out to the Preds penalty
0: kill. Uh, This is a part part of the game that I think is very, very underrated. One of the worst Mm -hmm. in the league uh, at the start of the season, mostly just due to their torrid performance against the uh, Dallas Stars. But they have climbed their way back up to 14th in the NHL, killing about 82.6% of their penalties. And there's a lot of penalties. So that is a pretty high percentage <laughs> for the Nashville Predators. Um, look, you know, Vancouver had a plenty of chances. They did get one power play goal, um, you know. But you're looking at this and, you know, some of these games, they're, you know, o, other teams' power plays like 0 for 3, mm-hmm. 1 for 5. We'll forget about Edmonton. Uh, but then it'll be like 0 for 2, you know, 0 for 4, 1 for 6, or something like that. The Preds – penalty kill is being put out there a lot in some pretty tough opportunities but they're making the most of it and you got to give the credit they're playing very very well together as a group uh you watch them and there's just so much structure there's just so there's like a perfect mix of being aggressive to pressure the puck but also disciplined enough so that you're not really breaking formation or getting at allowing teams to get pucks in high danger opportunities. And then it also helps when UC Saros is, is playing lights out behind you, too. So that has definitely been something positive for the Nashville Predators this year. If they can get that power play going, like oh my, teams, we talked about last year, special teams was a big reason the Predators wound up surprising a lot of people last year. So they have the penalty kill part down pretty well. In, in a few things you can clear up here and there. But If you can get that power play going, then all of a sudden the Predators are in that situation where special teams can win games again.
1: Yeah, special teams can be special, my friends, and it's Nashville's definitely on the right trajectory with the penalty kill. I agree. It's looked great. And one of my favorite things about the penalty kill is Yakov Trennan just pestering the fire like a little annoying sibling as they try to bring the puck in. So I'm here for the penalty kill. We don't need to see it as much. Just to be clear. But yeah. Now, it's not all sunshine and roses. Let's just be real. This week has not been all sunshine and roses. So let's let me just tackle a a minus here before we get too ahead of ourselves. And for me, a huge minus right now with the Nashville Predators is inconsistency. And I get it. You know, it's still early. We're still in the early part of the season. But I think the Predators are in a chunk of about 10 games this month of November where how they play right now is going to tell us a lot about who this team is. And, you know, I'm okay. We're not going to win every game. Hopefully we're not going to lose every game. But it's the games where... Sometimes penalties are a huge problem for the Nashville Predators. But then another game, look at the Nashville Predators being able to play aggressive and not end up into, you know, in the box as much. You know, it's that inconsistency in things like penalties. It's inconsistency in performances for certain players. It's inconsistency. You know, it's getting better. But we talked about UC Soros. It's a little bit frustrating that we're where we're at in the season. And I'm not a hundred percent sure we have any idea who this Nashville Predators team is going to be. <laughs> so I'm, you know, if we're gonna lose games, if this team is going to lose games, let's lose games for a new reason and not be for a reason that we thought we already fixed earlier. The inconsistency is a little bit maddening for me. It's like sleep training, like sleeping with an infant. Like you think they've got it they're They know their nap time. They know their bedtime. They sleep through the night. And then all of a sudden they're waking up three and four times a night. And you wonder what I thought we were done with this. It's a little bit what it feels like with the Predators right now.
0: Yeah. And it kind of plays that way on the score sheet too, because that Mm -hmm. Edmonton game you look and there's like three point performances for guys like Roman Yossi and, uh, Matt Duchesne and then you go back and watch the tape from the first period when they're on the ice against like Connor McDavid and it's like oh wow they were bad, like, <laughs> like, bad. yes like, they, they may have scored like they were on the score sheet double because they got three points and they also allowed three points so yes. it's there were three goals so uh yeah, yeah it's it's a little bit maddening.
1: There. yeah there's some there. definite inconsistency problems with the printers I'm going to give you a chance in just a second to throw out your minus because we just we have to shoot straight here you know on Locked On Predators we're going to do that and of course we will end on a positive because we are if nothing else optimists but first I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Predators your first listen today and every day. Now we want to encourage you to go and make your second listen Game to Game NHL. Game to Game NHL has every moment, every top performance Every result across the league, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. You can follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL. It is available on any podcasting platform where you get your podcast. It's available also on YouTube. Check it out. Game to Game NHL. All
0: right, Ann, I am going to give a minus two. Mm -hmm. slot defending for the Nashville Predators. This has been a poor point of contention uh, because you look at some of these heat maps for the Predators this season, they are giving a lot of juicy chances right in that middle of the ice. Ironically enough, we are talking about how the Preds' penalty kill was doing a good job of preventing that, but a five-on-five... a little bit different of a story you know there's a lot of breakdowns right now we saw it a lot against edmonton where it's just they were having their way getting pucks right up against the net right in the middle of the ice you can't do that and it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. which teams you play against you can play against the colorado avalanche or edmonton oilers you can play against the arizona coyotes if you give good players that much space right in front of the net you're going to lose that hockey game. You saw it against the Columbus Blue Jackets a few weeks ago. Yes. Columbus is looking like one of the worst teams in the NHL right now. They have all sorts of problems, but they put up a field. They had a field day against the Nashville Predators scoring wise. And it was because the Predators let up a big juicy plays right in the middle of the ice. And it's disappointing because there's a lot of really good kind of physical defenders uh, like Matthias Eckholm and Ryan McDonough, who are, you know, kind of supposed to keep players out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. You know- big physical forwards like Tanner Janot and Yakov Trenin, who are supposed to keep players from going in there. Uh, So I I don't know, you know, watching some of these replays, like sometimes it's a player missing assignment. Sometimes it's just, you know, kind of a structural breakdown. Like, you know, teams are just finding really good ways to get in there. But it's something I think as a team, not singling out any, you know, certain people or anything like that. But as a team, that's something the Preds have to clean up if they want any sort of semblance of success this season.
1: I agree. I always say the slot is not lava. Do not be afraid to go there. Like get oh, If you're the
0: other team, please. If you're the other team. But here.
1: if you are the Nashville Predators, get in there and and clog that clog that up. Um, and, and I agree with you. I think they have made it way too easy on some of these teams recently to get these high danger chances. And as frustrating as, you know, UC Saros may have been over the start of the game against Vancouver and the up and down with goaltending, you know, you can't keep hoping that your goaltender is going to bail you out if you're going to give up these high danger chances like you're talking about. So I a hundred percent agree. Like let's pay attention, pay attention.
0: Yeah. All right, Anne, we're hoctimists. We, we always are. like to, like Monty Python, like to look <laughs> on the bright side of life. So let's end on a positive note. How about a couple of pluses?
1: All right. So I am going to go north to give a plus, And I'm going to give a plus to the Milwaukee Admirals. You if you on, all, thunder. I know I'm so sorry, but we can talk about these guys. For, for days if you want to, because if you are a Nashville Predators fan who is feeling extraordinarily frustrated with your team and their performance right now, I would like to invite you to enjoy the wonderful joy of watching the Milwaukee Admirals lately. They are tearing it up in the AHL and they're doing it uh, with great performances by a number of different players. For me, of course, Um, I don't have a favorite. I love them all equally. But Yaroslav Askarov is doing well in net. He had a little bit of a rough start when he played his first couple games for Milwaukee, but has had some really good games lately. And look, the bottom line is there is nothing more fun than watching this young, delightful goaltender enjoying playing and playing well in the AHL. So the Admirals coming out looking great. Uh, You can watch them just not, I get paid nothing for this, but you can watch them on AHL TV. And I am telling you it is worth the subscription because it is so delightful to see these players kind of gaining some traction. You are going to have a little emotional hitch in the giddy up because yes, you will be seeing Phil Tomasino (laughs) playing in Milwaukee. So you have to emotionally prepare yourself for that, but he is also playing really well in Milwaukee and overall, love what we're seeing with the admirals such a delightfully fun thing to watch so but you tell me more about the admirals because honestly i could talk about them for days
0: i will have to circle back with eric dene on this for his Mm -hmm. thoughts but this might be the most fun admirals team we have had in quite some time yes Uh, i'm trying to think back to like a like i would say like you know mid 2000s when you had like Ryan Suter and Shea Weber and some of these younger players. Uh, But it's like you look and it's like all the players you want to do well this season are Luke Evangelista. We haven't talked about him a whole lot this Mm -hmm. year. We didn't really think he had a chance to make it out of camp, but he's on fire uh, to start the year with eight points and nine games. Uh, We all know Phil Tomasino. Uh, is absolutely on fire right now six goals so far this season uh you mentioned Askeroff kind of hit or miss so far but he kind of will have just a kind of an average performance mixed in with one or two really good performances mm-hmm. but it, as a rookie that's kind of as much you can hope for and you know you look and there's just like you so Parsonan and Marcus yes. uh young players like Adam Willsby. there's a lot of players that you can realistically see being full-time members of the Nashville Predators in two or three years, all playing really good hockey right now. And then of course the Admirals have won six straight games after the slow start of the season. This is one of the best AHL teams right now. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of really good pieces for the Nashville Predators that important are all performing.
1: Yes. Which, you know, makes a huge difference. And, you know, I want to point out, I think it was Luke Evangelista, and this is going off of memory, Luke Evangelista and Cole Schneider had a play in a game against uh, the San Diego Gulls, I believe, and where they had like boom, pass, boom, pass, boom, pass, goal. I'm telling you, they are creating some things on the ice that are so exciting to watch and I agree with you. I think you watch the Milwaukee Admirals. It's first of all, it's just fun hockey. They're I think they're having a, a really good time. They're having a lot of success. But it is so encouraging for the Nashville Predators to look at what is happening down in Milwaukee and seeing, like you said, some of these young players in two to three years they're going to be vying for roster spots in Nashville. And I think it's, it's pretty exciting, especially when sometimes things in Nashville may feel a little emotionally exhausting. My friends lean into Carl Taylor and the Milwaukee admirals because just little bundles of delight.
0: Yeah. And they also, uh, thanks to him clearing waivers now have Kiefer Sherwood, who was one of the AHL's best scores mm-hmm. last year. So there's a lot to like uh, in, if you're a Nashville Predators fans in terms of your prospect pool, because yes. there's a lot of guys in the admirals. Thanks to our buddy, Carl Taylor, uh, who are starting to look like very strong NHL players. I think that's a good place to end a little shout out to the baby. Yes. Love the baby North. Prince. Uh, so we will see what they can do this season. Uh, in terms of the big boys, the Nashville Predators, tomorrow they play the Seattle Kraken. We have a squad cast with Erica L. Ayala from the Locked on Kraken podcast. We're going to be talking about what to expect during that Seattle game, some keys to victory, and why it always seems like the Kraken just <laughs> breaks apart from the fans everywhere and embarrasses yeah. us to no end. Uh, so that is yeah. on tomorrow's show. Anne, yep. where can the people find your work?
1: You can find my work at insidethepreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Anne K underscore Mama on Ice.
0: You can find me at ontheforcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Also be sure to follow the podcast at LO underscore predators, wherever you're listening to this. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on your favorite audio platform like Apple or Spotify, be sure to subscribe, leave us a rating and hit notifications. So you always know when we have a new episodes out for you, that's going to do it for us on today's locked on predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with some Preds crack and preview. See you then.